You have come to a place where all sports matter. And some sports just matter more than others. This is the LTV Sportscast. And now your host, Leighton. Welcome sports fans to another episode of the LTV Sportscast English Premier League FPL Game Week 36. Eight match game week is on our doorstep at the time of this recording. Uh, we're probably recording in the middle of the Everton Aston Villa game, so hopefully we'll be done before the Manchester Liverpool game. So, but by the time you are listening to this, it will all be over and Game Week 35 will be in the bag. But keep in mind at this point in time, we do not know the results that are coming. So, what I can tell you is walking out of Game Week 35 into Game Week 36, which means there's going to be a lot of tired legs because they don't stop playing. And then Game Week 36 is taking part in two days. It's Saturday and Sunday and then Game Week 37 starts next week Tuesday so matches right on top of each other does does this favor the teams that have got squad depth so the bigger teams are going to be getting the benefit out of it so we'll have to see what happens so a lot of squad rotation keep that in mind and I do think for your FPL you can have to play players that you believe are going to start and maybe looking at that fact that you would need a full 15 man squad now just in case you're your, your would-be starters don't start. Hopefully from the bench you'll get those points on the field. Again, guys, we're nearly at the end of the season. And we'd love to hear your feedback. We have a lot of listeners from around the world, which is absolutely fantastic. So a shout out to all you listeners out there. We really appreciate you. You're the reason why we do this, not just for the love of the game. Look, we'd like to talk about it, but... Sometimes it's just you and me, uh, like it is right now to tonight, this evening. And uh, again, I'd love to get your feedback. So drop a drop an email at feedback at latentv.com. The email address will be in the show notes. As well as if you'd like to be a guest, drop me your deets so we can make some contact. And then, you know, you can follow us on Twitter at LTV underscore sportscast, as well as on Instagram at LTV sportscast. Now, if you haven't heard our other shows, we do do a show on MotoGP. And we are covering the Formula One as well. And both of those have fantasy leagues as well. So with the Premier League coming to, well, soon it's going to be coming to an end. If you do want to get your fantasy league on, don't be afraid. Come join us on those other shows. MotoGP still is the single best hour of television you can get on a Sunday, hands down. And then uh, also, lastly, guys, at this point in time, normally I'd be telling you about who has been the great performers for this past game week. Right now, I can't do that as the game week hasn't ended, unfortunately. But I will be I will be trying to remember to grab stats early on on tomorrow. At the time that you assume you're listening to this will be today. So then I will then make some notable mentions in the next podcast for this past game week. So anyway, right, let's get into it. We open up Friday evening. With Newcastle versus Man City. Now, Man City have obviously come with a loss against Chelsea. And I suppose I suppose there, there could be a lot of talk about Kuhn and his um, attempted penalty. You know, had it, had it paid off, it would have uh, he, it would have been like, oh, another great man, so much confidence. Um, but it, his, his soft lob shot... 
was maybe a little bit too soft, uh, gave Mendy enough time to get back up off the floor and uh, pick that ball out of the air. And I suppose that's going to put a little bit of a, a bitter taste in in Kuhn's mouth. But now Kuhn Aguero is he's about to he's he's about to walk out of his Man City career, and you got to kind of remember that it has been a tremendous career so far. But there is still time for him to end up on a little bit of a high note. Can still get in there, can still get another goal, maybe two. And Newcastle is a team that you can get at. But just because you can get at them doesn't mean that they can't get at you because you saw that. You saw that in the match against uh, Leicester. Man, and I don't think anyone was looking for that. No one, no one was expecting it. I remember sitting with Andreas. Uh, I spoke to Jeremy about it as well. You, we just There was always the assumption that Leicester was going to trounce Newcastle. And, you know, a little bit that Newcastle might have been blowing a little bit of hot and cold at, at times. But when they came out there and they played against Leicester, they looked every bit a quality side a side that should be fighting for European positions. If not top four. Now, if that Newcastle arrives this Friday again, maybe Friday is their night, but if that Newcastle arrives this Friday again, Man City are in for a tough one. But they've already won the league. You know, nothing's... There's nothing there for them. I suppose. I mean, how important are these wins now for for City? You know, they can't they can't lose the league and they've won the league. But for Newcastle, Newcastle, these points right now they're they're playing really. A, they've avoided relegation. Uh, that's happened, and I, I just want to confirm. And I believe that has happened. Yeah, it looks like. Yeah, it looks like it's done and dusted down there at the bottom. Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield are all out. With only nine points to play for, um, they can't catch Newcastle or Brighton. But Newcastle, again, with that freedom, can really come out and play an unbridled game. Really put City to the sword. If City come out there with a team that has zero interest. Because City's, City's squad depth is phenomenal. But if there's nothing to play for, maybe... Maybe Pep goes out there and just puts out the youngsters. Who knows what's going to happen? And again, if you're playing FBL, you know you might not want to be picking up City City assets right now purely because they they're going to be saved and or rotated quite frequently. Get a couple of minutes, get a run out there, protected. All the big players or all your heavy point scoring players will will be will be trying to save their energy or the energy will be managed by Pep to make sure that they're available for the Champions League, you know, for the cup stuff. Anyway, right, so Newcastle versus Man City. Tough one to pick, purely not knowing what type of city comes out there, but if you were going to, if you were a betting man, if you were a betting man, you might look at uh, Newcastle as an option to go to to Fridays back-to-back to get those W's. And uh, Callum Wilson. What can be said about Callum Wilson? <laughs> I don't know when Newcastle would have been without him this season, but when he comes back, he and him and St. Max, it's just 
it just feels like you wonder what Newcastle could have brought to the season had they been full strength. I suppose you can say that about a lot of teams, but uh, you know, who knows. And then just the last thing, and before I hop off it, and I know said he got the penalty, and I suppose in justification there was a pretty soft penalty that uh, that Aguero got, and I say that because it was probably a lot. There was a lot more contact than um, the Zuma on Sterling, but which I wouldn't have given a penalty anyway either. I, I, you know, just purely because I, I believe that Sterling was purposely lagging behind. I won't, won't get into Pogba's at at <laughs> the Pogba dive. Well, there was contact. I'm not saying that there isn't contact, but does does that minor amount of contact really result in? Should it really result in penalties? And from my my perspective, um, and if you've been listening to the show for a long part, I don't uh, I don't advocate for for soft football, but. That is the nature of the game these days. Now, that closes out Friday evening. Hopefully, we don't see some soft stuff because Newcastle can get quite physical. So, hopefully, that they don't get caught on Friday night. Now, I'll be looking and, and giving my support behind uh, behind the Magpies, see if the, the Toon Army, they can bring, bring more joy to the Toon Army, do a late challenge, maybe fight for as far up as... As 12th, uh, it's possible that they could get all the way up there, which would be phenomenal if they were able to do that. But again, but a game that uh, is going to be, um, obviously, could prevent them from achieving that is Burnley's home game against Leeds. Uh, Burnley have come off a win against Fulham. And it's, it's, not, it's not what... What you'd always expect, you know, that you're such a defensive-minded side like Burnley, I think they scored 33 goals all season, do at times in certain games look like an attacking outfit who could be considered relatively defensively sound. But then again, we're straight back against a team like Leeds and they seem to be carrying this, sitting 10th in the table. They've scored 53 goals. They've conceded 53 goals. Around 50 points, it's, they're really, I don't want to say they're Jekyll and Hyde, but you know Leeds are going to come at Burnley. And Burnley can be got at. Make no mistake, it's not, they're more defensively minded, but they also have conceded 47 goals this season. So what's going to prevent a team like Leeds, who seem to be able to get goals from right around the pitch, And if Leeds are attacking and going for 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 goals from right around the pitch, because they're they're not a one-dimensional side, um, relatively, if not gung ho in, in their approach to football, there's nothing stopping Leeds from from following up what was an excellent excellent three-one win against Tottenham. That's, there's nothing stopping them from going back-to-back wins over here. But we said that very often throughout the season. And directly after that has happened, the very next thing that happens is Leeds land up losing the next game. Uh, you know, they they did have a tough run prior to, with, prior to playing Brighton in the previous game. 
And then you thought, okay, well, Leeds is going to come out there and they're going to give Brighton some carrots. But didn't happen. They lost to Brighton, but they get the win against Tottenham. So, again, blows hot and cold. Um, I do think they would like to maintain their uh, top top 10 position, you know, top half off the table. Uh, at this point in time, if Aston Villa, Aston Villa and Everton are drawing nil-nil at this very moment in time, and if that was to continue, then Leeds would be 1.8 ahead of Aston Villa, who are currently sitting in 11th position. But things can change by... I'll, I'll let you know as a, as the podcast goes, as if it's surprising news to you. Um, so yeah, so we'll see what happens with Leeds. And then, obviously, I just spoke about Burnley getting the win over Fulham. Fulham, who are now being relegated. Fulham are playing away to Southampton. Southampton eventually eventually came out there, got the win. Um, Danny Ings returned. Danny Ings returned two goals as well. So he got the brace there in the game against Crystal Palace, who had just come off a win against Sheffield United. And I'll tell you what, with there there was something there was something that was resemblant of the beginning of the season for Southampton when you watch them uh, against Crystal Palace you thought okay this this is a Southampton that we were expecting to be further up in the table man what a table though that we do have so many teams challenging um so few points in it but yes yeah, Southampton probably look there they should be going back to back yeah uh I don't believe Fulham have necessarily the capability to stop uh, Southampton from getting a, a result of that. Okay, wait, let me phrase. I'm sure they have the capability, but you've just been relegated. Things suck quite a bit. Do do they come out there with the, and try and end on a high note, but they've got to do it three games in a row for their high note to be there? Or are they saving their chips for later on and they uh, try and end off the season on, on, on a win and probably... <sighs> probably be a little bit down in the dumps going into the Southampton game who will be riding high with Danny Ings coming back and getting those goals so not entirely too sure what would uh, transpire from after after Fulham's previous loss what happened in the dressing room the mood the attitude that they would be attacking the Southampton game but if they don't come out with the right mindset uh, the writing's on the wall and really Southampton uh, can and probably will be able to get a big result over there. So if you have your FPL assets, Danny Ings might be your boy. So look at look at Danny Ings to to bring him in for the. I just want to see what happens with their last couple of games. I'd have to be hundred percent sure, but I do believe they go after this they 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 trudge to leads so again like i said leads can be got at um and then obviously it's the the final game of the season i do believe that they play west ham they do play west ham away so there's that confirmation on that so know that there is very much goal scoring opportunities and from an assets perspective for for your fpl dannings might be the boy if he can maintain fitness and stay away from injuries. Because you've got to be injury-free to to get those points right. And then well, I just mentioned, obviously, Southampton ending off their last game against West Ham. West Ham do travel to Brighton. 
to close out the Saturday games. And West Ham can't be happy. I know I know they, they played Everton and you're probably expecting them to come out with a little bit of a better result. And they were all, at some point in time, you were almost certain that West Ham was going to finish top four. They, they had a chunk of points over Chelsea, but that was four games ago. And in those four games, they've lost three and won one, where Chelsea have won three and lost one. The fortunes for West Ham have changed quite a bit. West Ham go to, um, I wouldn't quite say a resurgent Brighton, but I know Brighton come with a loss against Wolves, but that only happened after Dunk got the red card. But Brighton cannot be relegated either. So, how much is it in? How much is there to play for for Brighton? You compare that to what the Hammers have to play for. The Hammers have everything to play for. With their game in hand, it would take them to sixty-one points if they got the win. So then they'd be uh, three points behind Chelsea and three points behind, and sorry, five points behind Leicester, who play. In game week 37, Chelsea versus Leicester in game week 37 with West Ham playing against West Brom and then, like I said, Southampton for the final game of the season. So they probably have a better run in. But knowing that, they have to approach this Brighton game as really a must-win situation. They drop that point. It's it's out. They're, they're out the running. It happens now in game week 36. If West Ham don't win, they're out of the running for a Champions League position. And then moving on further than that, it's looking at a Brighton without without that incentive to play for, you don't really know, you know, what's what's gonna are they gonna come out there for the game? It really is reliant on West Ham's attitude and the way West Ham approach the game. Because if West Ham falter or they go behind Mentally, do they have the uh, fortitude to step up and get that result? So it's a must-win game for West Ham. And I do expect West Ham to win that game. And you would be looking at, uh, most likely, Lingard uh, as an option there. Um, Troy possibly, um, to also, I believe it's uh, to, to get in there. So we shall see what does and does happen with the West Ham. And I'm not entirely sure. I think Creswell might or might not be injured at this moment in time. But uh, we'll have to see what uh, what happens come, come game day. And I think it might be a late fitness call uh, that gets uh, that will get made. And sorry, I said Trari, I meant Antonio. So I'm not entirely sure... Um, what will happen, but uh, Antonio is obviously when he's on, he's on. So keep that in mind. Keep looking for that. You know that the result will most likely, inevitably, come uh, West Ham's way. Well, that's at least my expectation from that. So sorry if you're a Brighton fan. Um, I have a probably a hate-hate relationship with Brighton. I, I put some eggs in that basket early in my FPL season. And then they let me down. So, uh, but Andre seems to enjoy them. And Dunk, you was his boy, is his boy, and uh, he got a red card the last game. So I don't know if he's playing. I don't, I don't think he's playing this game. But that closes out Saturday, and then we move into Sunday. Starting out Sunday, Crystal Palace versus Aston Villa. Again, the year are two teams that 
don't really have anything to play for. I mean, the best chance is Aston Villa if, again, it's still 0-0 at this point in time against uh, against Everton with about 20, 20 minutes plus stoppage to play. But if they do get uh, the result, they're on 51 points and that still puts them that still puts him another five points behind a European spot. So it might be too little too late for Aston Villa. And again, Crystal Palace, they operate in that area. They they get the losses and occasionally get the win. I suppose it's kind of, it's probably too better to get uh, oh, one loss and uh, two losses and a win than it is to get three draws. So, you know, it's all, it's all the same. But uh, getting a win, you can build on a win. How much can you build on a draw? Looking at Crystal Palace, that's all Crystal Palace do. They're kind of pretty much another one of those teams that either win or lose. They haven't had the most draws in the season. And they did look quality, though. They they have looked quality at times. And I know Eze's look good. Benteke's look good. Now going into the end of the season, Aston Villa... Jack Grealish is on the bench today, so um, I don't know if he's going to come on at any point in time. I assume he might, actually. Uh, let's have a quick squiz. No, he has not, uh, hasn't made it onto the field as yet, but we might be seeing his face in the game against Crystal Palace. And if Grealish, if Jack is back and he comes onto the field, it could, it could really inspire Villa to end the season on a flourish. So that is the possibility there. But if Jack doesn't start and Crystal Palace get one or two goals ahead, you know, it, the writing could be on the wall. But Crystal Palace are not known to get goals as they've only scored 37 goals all season compared to Aston Villa's 49. Although Aston Villa did get, side note, seven of them in one game. So if you take out what would be relatively an anomaly from that, they would have been on a 42 goal. So it's not not the most goals either, but they have the capabilities. Both teams have the capabilities. And it might be who's probably better defensively set up to handle the pressure where you'd think, you'd think Crystal Palace, because <laughs> Roy Hodgson is, uh, is a defensive-minded manager, he has still conceded 59 goals all season where Aston Villa have only conceded 41. So that is also worth a mention. A team that knows how to score goals, at times it looks, you know, at free will that they they just score goals and goals and goals compared to a team that just seems to struggle, struggle, struggle to score goals. Tottenham play Wolves. Tottenham are at home and... You're looking at this match. They, they, for them as well, it is, it is a see, it is a, it is a run-in where they have to score, they have to win all the games to stand a chance for for Champions League, and I don't believe rules will pose much of a hurdle, but they do have to end off with an Aston Villa, and then they, tra- sorry, they end off against Leicester, but next week they travel to Aston Villa, or they're at home to Villa. I'll have a look at that. Um, so this will be a must-win game. Again, it's a must-win game for all the teams that are fighting for those Champions League, the ones that are sitting outside of it. Um, I think someone said on one of the groups I was following, they said 69 is the magic number, which I, I did enjoy. You know, the <coughs> my inner child uh, 
teenager had had a had a laugh at that. Um, I suppose uh, in in my older years, I shouldn't be, find that quite as funny, but I can't help myself sometimes. So yes, yeah, sixty nine probably is the magic number to make it there. And Spurs, Spurs, if they win their remaining three games, the best that they can do is sixty five. So they're very much reliant on things to go very bad for Chelsea um, for them to stand a chance to crawl in there. So, um, but they, they will be will be obviously wanting to maintain some form because they do want to go into Europe with Everton and Arsenal sitting just outside European positions. Uh, again, based on if the result remains nil-nil with Everton and Aston Villa at this point in time. Everton would be on 56 points, which would be the same amount of points as Tottenham. Having played the same amount of games, and the European spots is 50, a uh, fifth position is 58, and then seventh position, which is Tottenham on 56, with Everton being on the same. And then, surprise, surprise, Arsenal on 55. So there is European spots to play for. So things are still very important. Again, I don't think Spurs uh, will have much trouble against Wolves. Wolves do seem to struggle. Yes, they got the result against Brighton. But they only got the result after Brighton were down to 10 men. And somewhere out the blue, Adama Traore decides, OK, you know what, it's close to the end of the season. Maybe I want to try push my value up. He eventually has a game worth mentioning again. It's happened. It doesn't happen very often, but when it does happen, I mean, it probably is worth mentioning. He is still a beast when he's on. He's he is on. Right, a little drink of water there because I talk too much. Then we head off to uh, another team that has obviously faced their faced the sword. West Brom are at home to Liverpool, who will be playing in about twenty minutes from now, twenty seven minutes from now. Liverpool will be taking the field to to face Manchester United. I believe they were held up uh, or uh, one of the, I don't know if they do decoy buses, but apparently a decoy bus of some sort uh, was blocked off and um, the, there is more protests in there. But I wouldn't say watch the space if you want to know what's going to happen because, again, by the time you're listening to this, the game's probably over. And then hopefully from a Liverpool support the perspective and from a realistic perspective I do believe Liverpool walk away with this result purely because of tired legs um, uh, wait what am I saying uh, I take that back I, I believe oh, yeah, for the Manchester game Liverpool walk away uh, with the result against Manchester United because of United's tired legs however they will be having to rest up pretty quickly to get back onto speed for the game on Sunday. So, again, if Liverpool get the win over there, it puts them on 35.60 points, which would have them uh, four points behind Chelsea with, and five points behind Leicester with the game in hand. So things can get really tight there because it could literally become a two-point swing if Liverpool get the win tonight and then they get the win against West Brom. Then it, it will end up being Leicester 66, Chelsea 64, Liverpool 63. But the goal difference does not favour Liverpool. So it can play a major part into how things are going. So based on what we have said previously and the tight legs, Liverpool, however, do have squad depth, where I don't believe West Brom have the same squad depth. 
uh, and I know not necessarily in Liverpool's defence, but they have it in the midfield, maybe not so much in attack. But then again, they are, they are a side that is on the other end of the table, and you do expect them to get that result against West Brom, and they have to get the result. Every game's a cup game for them, heading off into the end of the season. So again, they travel to West Brom, they travel to Burnley, and they end off at home playing against Crystal Palace, where they got their thundering 6-0. Um, hopefully, they're, they're probably going to need something like that again. If it comes down to goal difference, it is that important. Right. So, uh, maybe I didn't mention the assets in the previous game. You know, Kane's probably still playing for a golden boot. Can't see him not. I think he's leading it right now. Uh, Son's always, an, you know, an asset, you know, for Spurs and and if you're looking to hold on to players, I do believe the value is in the Liverpool side uh, with your Mo Salahs. You know, maybe Trent's gonna he's looking to to get that ball into the box more often. Mane's eventually got into the score sheet, so you might see some value there. Maybe Mane could be your differential. But think about it, guys. If you are out there, West Brom versus Liverpool, your Liverpool assets. I think there is value there. Is it my bias supporter talk or is it realistic talk? Hopefully it's realistic talk and I think Liverpool are going to dominate on Sunday. Closing out the other side of Merseyside, uh, Everton are at home to Sheffield United. So do we just say there's three points for Everton and I think we'd, we say that because I don't see... I don't, I don't, I don't see Sheffield, Sheffield getting a result. I mean, their last result was against Brighton, but they've got five wins all season. Everton, you know, they do have some squad depth there. They have an excellent manager. They have European spots to play for. And now, so Spurs are playing. West Ham is playing, and they all play before Everton. So. The question comes is if West Ham or Spurs drop points, which I don't think will happen. The, the best the best chance Everton have of a team dropping points is the West Ham against Brighton. But if one of them drops points, it's opening up the door for, for Everton because, again, at this moment in time, it is still 0-0 with, with, I believe, 10 minutes to play. And if that doesn't change, Everton are in 56 points. So win would get them up to 59 if West Ham don't get the win, you know, it's it's going to be super tight. If Everton happened to get a result in the next 10 minutes, then that changes to 58 points. And then surprise, surprise, they're on the same amount of points as West Ham. So European spots are all to play for. And then it's quite possible. And it's an outside chance. If they get the result now, 58 points with uh, three games to play. You know, they could get all the way up to 67 points. But then something will, again, like I said, have to happen with Leicester and Chelsea. Points will need to be dropped there. And you're guaranteed one of them is going to drop points again on Game Week 37 when they do play each other. And Everton play Wolves, and then they close out against Man City. And this, I, I don't know, does Man City arrive on the final game day? Um purely because they want to have the win on the final day. It's quite possible. Not entirely sure it will happen. I suppose we're going to have to look at it and play it by ear when it comes round. But Everton do, and probably, you know, again, you're going to look at it, Everton from a game against Sheffield, then a game against Wolves. If you are looking at FPL assets, 
there is value again over there in Everton as well. And then that uh, that would probably wrap up the weekend. Um, so yes, guys, you know if if you're out there again, and I'd, I'd love for you to make contact with us. And again, if you'd like to support the show, uh, you can buy us a coffee on coffee.com um, forward slash Leighton TV. I will put that in the show notes as well. And then on Monday night, I'll be recording Monday night, uh, so we'll have the next part available Tuesday morning, and uh, to get you up to date with what has transpired in all the FPL in now many leagues and, and all those guys to pay for. All I know right now is Pumlani is on on a blinder I believe the last time I saw. I think he's just just he was just un, out, outside 100 points, 97 points and 99 currently as it stands and that's taking into, yeah he's on 99 points taking into account to this evening's happenings so uh, and that is prior to the Manchester Liverpool game where he has five representatives so you do believe you do believe he's going to be getting 100 points uh, with relative ease over there so Pumlani has at this very moment in time taken a stretched out to commanding 30 point or 30 odd point lead over second place for the first time dethroning Justin Lloyd in a long, long time. So yes, uh, we'll catch you on the other side. Guys, listen, have yourself a beautiful, beautiful weekend, game week ahead. Be safe and green arrows. Cheers, cheers.